SBS Radio. I'm joined by Gavin Somers, the director of First Nations Equity and uh, Social Policy at ACMI. Joining us at NITV Radio as the ACMI is uh, celebrating the life and legacy of uh, the late Uncle Jack Charles. Welcome to NITV Radio, Gavin. Hi, Bertrand. Thanks for, for having me. It's great to be here. It's been uh, a little more than a month since... Uh, Australia, not just First Nations, the entire nation and the acting and uh, arts community lost one of the most uh, towering figures, Uncle Jack Charles, and now the ACMI is honouring his life and legacy. Tell us about uh, this uh, tribute that's being paid to Uncle Jack Charles. Thank you. I'd love to love to share. Um, yes, so tomorrow night at uh, our cinemas at Fed Square, we are... Um, we just thought it'd be nice to celebrate the life uh, of Uncle Jack and show some of his, um, some of the, the, the fun stuff that he did in his career. He he's done so many different things. So many appeared in so many movies and TV shows, and um, of course, lots of plays as well. Um, you know, very known, uh, well known for his plays. But tomorrow night, we just decided we'd show um, a couple of episodes. Um, from oh, just an episode from uh, Preppers, which is a, a comedy um, doomsday kind of series he was in. And uh, so it's the premiere, the first episode of that. And also um, just a selection of sketches from Black Comedy, which, um, which ran on, I think it was the ABC between 2014 and 2020. Some, some really funny little skits that Uncle Jack appeared in um, in those. And so we're combining those two and uh, having a little screening and, um, just prior to that, myself and uh, Rachel Mazza, who's the artistic director of Ilbidgery Theatre, um, uh, where Uncle Jack did a lot of work, uh, we'll, be, we'll be having a little chat beforehand and then, um, yeah, screening the shows and just, you know, having a nice little um, uh, screening with, uh, with the audience tomorrow night. Jack Charlton's had a really extraordinary life going from... Um one would say from zero to hero because he started his life as a survival of the stolen generations, taken away when he was a baby and then grew up to discover his um, indigenous heritage and uh, went on to contribute immensely to the community as an artist and as a spokesperson for the community. But you, as you, you yourself as an established singer, songwriter, and performer. What was uh, Uncle Charles' um, influence on your work and career? Oh, look, Uncle Jack was, he's been a huge influence to a lot of people, not just just to me, but yet to me he was, um, and to others as well, definitely, um, because he is such a survivor. Like, he has survived, like you said, he was a stolen generation, um, you know, and he... um, you know, he, he helped get together in the early 1970s with other Aboriginal um, performers to create, you know, one of our first Aboriginal theatre companies, you know, with the likes of Bob Mazza, you know, uh, the, the company was uh, Nindathana uh, back in the 1970s. And, you know, it was just at, at a time when there wasn't opportunities uh, for our mob back then. And so people like him got together and just created these opportunities so that the, you know, the, the following generations could come along and, you know, be much, be more successful, which, which is really amazing, like to not just to try and survive, which he did, but to also 
to even just to, to care about the younger generation coming after him, which he was really, he was really conscious um, about doing that and supporting younger people. So, he, you know, yeah, for me, he was a big inspiration to see that where he came from and where he got to in his life, yeah, huge inspiration for a lot of people. And uh, you say the event tomorrow will be followed by a screening of um, his works, so dating from uh, 2014, 2020, the Black Comedy Series, but Uncle Jack Charles' repertoire is so big and so varied and so rich. It must have been really hard to be able to pick a particular period and particular works to actually kind of summarize or show a glimpse of really his uh, legacy. Yeah, it, it really was. And look, having known Uncle Jack for, for you know, years, it's, I really wanted us to kind of show some of the fun stuff that he'd done um, because in, in real life he was, he was a beautiful, funny, warm man. And, um, you know, I think the little selection of things we've picked for tomorrow night um, at Sved Square, I think these are just a, a nice little snippet of some of those fun things. Um, you know, to, to remember him by. So, um, and, you know, it, it's following um, the, the state funeral, which is happening, you know, this afternoon. Um, yeah, so, you know, the screening tomorrow will be a nice kind of uh, tribute following, following that. I must say, well, I had only a couple of interviews with him and my last one was a really big interview where he was doing a profile piece on him and uh, I bumped into him he was just um, riding his uh, scooter and then I said, Uncle Jack, I'd like to actually produce a, a piece on your life. And like I said, it was back last year, actually. And he said, no, because uh, at that time we're still in lockdown and between COVID, uh, you know, open little windows of uh, possibilities to go out and socialize or even uh, do in-person in interviews. He just told me for a piece like this, I don't want a phone interview. It's best we sit down and talk because there's so much to say. And we sat down. It was meant to be 30 minutes. We spoke for more than two hours. Wow. So it was just uh, one of the, the, the strongest, most powerful interviews. I just opened the mic and uh, every sentence is worth uh, it's gold. It's, gold. it's just wonderful, priceless interview. He spoke immensely about his um, passion to help and support the community. And I remember the biggest quote I got from him is when he mentioned his career as uh, someone who was going around robbing people and things like that. And he said, I'm a thief, retired and tired, but now I still hearts and minds support <laughs> my people. That's and a beautiful way to put it. And he and he he did he really did that was you know he was he's such a lovely warm person and if you ever saw the doco Varsity um, about pretty much a pretty tough time in his life um, you know he talks really frankly about that and his addiction and um, you know and how many times he was locked up and um, and yet you know he came out of that and you know later in life he was going back to prisons to help men um you know to 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 deal with to deal with life and to to give them some support and some encouragement that you can you know you can come out and survive this so you know for him to go back into prisons and and to to be a mentor 
for other Aboriginal men, I think that was that was a pretty big thing, and I really admire that 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 work that he did too for that. And he he achieved a big he, he made a great achievement because he managed to get the Victorian government actually to expunge criminal records of uh, ex prisoners. So, so yeah, yeah, he he did he did play a big part in that too. Yeah, he yeah, was nice. quite a big spokesperson for very, that. Very very and. Cool. Um, yeah, lots of people worked on that, but Uncle Jack, his stories and his his help with that was huge, um, and it was a really it was great because you could that he was a living example of of what that meant. And he's um, he did a play with the Ilbidgeri Theatre, which I'm on the board of, and, and the play um, Uncle like Jack Charles versus the Crown really dove into that um, and talked about you know that these criminal records would follow Aboriginal people or follow people around for, for their whole lives. You know, even after they had paid their dues, you were still stuck with that stigma and stuck with this record, which would follow you everywhere. And so um, it was like, it was a, a, a thing to bear that you could, you could never get rid of. So um, yeah, that was really important. Before I let you go, Gavin, Mike is yours. Mike is open to you. Any closing word or take home message you'd like to add to the conversation? Mm, look, I just want to say um, to the audience that, you know, if, if you get a chance to look at some of Uncle Jack's works, um, there's lots of things on streaming and catch up. Um, there's so many wonderful things that he's done, right, going right back in time to, you know, 1978 when he was in The Chant of Jimmy Blacksmith. That was his first movie. But so many great fun things that he did as well, like, you know, Preppers, which we talked about, Black Comedy, which we talked about, um, both really great shows that are streaming. But also, uh, if you if you can, please do come and join us at Fed Square tomorrow night. That's Wednesday, the 19th of October. Um, the screening starts at 6.30. Rachel and I are just going to say a few nice words and share some memories about Uncle Jack first, and then um, we'll just go into the show um, screening those two episodes, and we'll, we'll probably wrap up about 7.45, so it's... It's not too long. It's just a couple of a couple of two screenings. Um, it'd be nice to get together and, and to share and have a laugh uh, and remember Uncle Jack for the for the beautiful person that he was. Uh, please join. It's us. a free event. That's extremely. It's important. a free event. Yeah, six thirty. Yeah, tomorrow night, Fed Square. Yeah, Gavin Somers, Director of First Nations Equity and Social Policy at ACMI. It's been a great pleasure talking to you, and thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thanks for having me. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. 